area of growing is that we know what it is for him to be revealed to us, to show himself to us, for our eyes to be opened and to want those eyes to be opened. You know, there's a lesson I, I learned in prayer. And you know how I learned that lesson? In prayer. Do you realize that as you continue to pray, God teaches you to pray? He shows you different ways of even praying as he lays things on your heart, as he develops your heart. Your prayers become different. And, and I'm going to say very boldly, there should be no father or mother in this place who does not who does not pray over their kids on a daily basis. There should be no grandmother or grandfather who does not pray over their grandkids every day. Well, what do I pray? Something. Because when you start, God teaches. God instructs. He shows you things. He lays something on your heart to pray. And then what's marvelously wonderful is he teaches you how to pray. Well, I mean, uh, it, it's, it's not some magic formula. This is between you and God. And you know what? It's a dialogue thing. He talks to you in prayer. He reminds you of things in prayer. There are certain things that I pray on a daily basis. I pray them over. I can guarantee you I am praying for every one of my grandkids. Why? Because I love them. And I want God to haunt them every step of their life. I don't want them ever to be able to escape the convicting of the Holy Spirit and the love of God shed abroad in their hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. I pray for my wife. Why am I doing this? Why am I saying this? I have no clue. All I know is that I'm wanting you to understand God teaches us. He instructs us. He leads us even beside still waters for his namesake. And one of the things that he teaches us as well, especially when you pray, because uh, he taught me to worship him before asking him. And in that worship, in that declaration, in that affirmingness of him, he's, he's shown me things. He's taught me things. And, and this morning what I want to bring to you is, is well, I'm just going to get into it. It's kind of a teaching that, hmm, wow. I, I, I think... Can, can I put, well, honestly, it, we could spend a long time here, but I'm going to start with just about 30 minutes this morning in teaching. So let's go ahead and get started in this this morning. It's, it's, it's entitled, Name Your Day. And I, I got a long way to go before you understand what that title, Name Your Day, actually means. So let's start with Psalm 92. It says, 
It is good to give thanks to the Lord. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness when? In the morning. And your faithfulness when? Oh, oh boy. For you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he is me. I just, you know, it just, I'm sorry. I'm old. I have a lot of songs in my head. Take a look at Ephesians. It says, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and in hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. For all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Understand this. Take a look. Don't just read it like you've read it a hundred times. Matter of fact, I love this interpretation from a translation, it's a, paraphr it's a paraphrase, I understand. But I love the way they put it because I think it really comes actually the closest. It's referred to as the mere translation. It says in verse 20, that last verse that we just read from Ephesians, because you are identified in the name of Jesus Christ, you can always, you, I'm sorry, you can afford to always overflow in gratitude to the for, not for everything that happens to you, but in spite of everything that happens to you. You are not under circumstances, but above circumstances because you are in Him. You, you know, if, if you read through the Bible several times, if you've read it two or three, four, ten times, whatever, uh, I, I think that you realize that in both the Old and the New Testament, praise and giving thanks is dominant. Now, you know, and, and I want you to really think about this this morning. This is not just a, another a message on how to give thanks. I want to teach you something this morning as the Holy Spirit teaches us. You know, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but it's interesting how you can know a people by their vocabulary, right? I mean, you, you can, I'm not talking about their accent. I'm talking about their vocabulary. For example, up north here in our neck of the woods, we have these kinds of wood, words. Snow, ice, blizzard. White out, snow plow, black ice. Now, if I said those things, because they're in our vocabulary, 
if I went to South Africa, what? What's black eyes? They'd have no clue. I'll never forget when Andre and his wife first came up here. Andre had been here a couple times, but he, and again, they're coming next. He's they're coming next month for a couple services. But when they came, they, they're fresh out of, of South Africa. They had never seen snow. And so one night after service, we had had a nice little snowstorm, and they they went all the way back to the hotel. And when they got there, they didn't go in. They got out and started throwing snowballs at each other and giggling and laughing and falling on the ground. And, and it, it was, it was, it was, they had the time, they, it was in their vocabulary. Look, look, what, I, what I'm trying to say is, we have all these words to describe our situation in a winter-bound country up here in that sense. Uh, we, uh, we need all these words because it's where we live. It's like us saying, you know, you don't like the weather, hang around 15 minutes, it'll change. Now, why do I say this? When, when I come to the Old Testament, there are at least 10 different words that they use to try to express praise. 10 different words that they try to express praise with. And with each word, there's this little nuance that they that, that, that's, that's within it. There's, there's, there's praise when you clap your hands. There's praise when you hear the, the guitar. There's praise when you oh, actually write down, if, in fact, if you read a number of the Psalms, at the last word that they use there is what? Hallelujah. Which is nothing less than a Hebrew word for bragging on God. And then we come into the New Testament, okay? Do you realize, and I'm not sure if you do, but if you don't, you will, that the center of the, center of the New Testament is the word Eucharist. That's a Greek word. In Greek, it means great thanksgiving. Great thanksgiving. Now, in everything... You give thanks. Thank God for what he does. But thanksgiving to God the Father in everything. In everything we give thanks. Don't care about circumstances. You keep on praising God. That's in itself the New Testament, friend. Listen. The Eucharist, I want to tell you, because yeah, I know what you're automatically assuming it is. You're talking about communion, aren't you? No, I'm not talking about communion. It means great thanksgiving. Eucharist is not one of those events at the beginning of maybe every week or once a month. Eucharist is the way we live. It, 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 it's the way we think. It's the way we talk. We are walk away, walking Eucharist in that sense. We are walking great thanksgiving. The great thanksgiving. That's what defines a believer. Now, in the Old Testament, they, 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 they needed ten words just to try to say something that they, 
they wanted to say about praise and thanksgiving. Now, I want to look at thankfulness. Because if you're going to give thanks and praise to God under all circumstances or in spite of circumstances, then then I'm, I'm talking something that's honestly very radical to a lot of people. I'm talking about something that very few people understand. In fact, it's, it is a God-life language, period. It is a God-life language. Honestly, it's the language of the new covenants. It's not spoken outside of the language of the new covenant. That's just it. You don't go into this world system around us and hear people saying, oh, thanks be to God, thanks be to God. No, they don't talk that language. Among believers, it is a language that according to the New Testament invades every part of us because we give praise to God and it's praise in attitude. It's the way we look at life, the way we look at the future, the way we interpret the past. It all comes down under that thanks be to God. It means when I came to Christ, I rewrite the past. It all comes down under that thanks be to God. I rewrite the past because my past isn't what I thought it was. And the negative and all the scars of that past that that it brings, what, what I realize now is that into the incredible healing hands of God, he has brought me to this position, to a new position. And I can give thanks to God. It's written all over my life. I, I had, I, 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 I had a different look at life. I used to see things differently. I used to understand things differently. I, 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 I define myself as victim and so forth and so on. But, 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 but that's changed. Do you realize that the most mundane work that you do is part of giving glory to God? Do you realize that as, as, as you're sweeping the floor at home, washing the dishes, Cleaning the mess up from that animal you happen to have in your house? Do do you realize because it permeates every part of you, you're actually out of mm, thankfulness. And, And please, this is not, so please do not make this word simply thank you. Thank you is very important. Oh, yes, it is. I am not diminishing that at all. Gratitude is the biggest concept here, and it does, even in the Bible, come, come, it comes down to thank you. But they use thank you to, to use on one another. That, that's, that's the word that they had for each other when somebody did something for them. Thank you. I mean, they gave thanks to God, and, and, and they gave thanks to each other. And they didn't use the word give thanks when they 
came to other people. A lot of times what it was, instead of giving thanks, it was more like, I bless you. And so as they would bless and so forth. Giving thanks, and to me this is huge, specifically blessing was given to those who did something for you, but giving thanks was reserved for God. It, it, but it was not to say thank you because you got me a parking spot there real close to the door when I really needed it. Giving thanks to God is just that. It is not giving thanks primarily for what he's done. We're giving thanks for who he is, which transcends everything he's done. So, so if he doesn't, and, and here's the kicker. Please, please hear me on this. Okay, let me just say that part one more time. Giving thanks isn't primarily for what he has done. Giving thanks is for who he is, which which transcends all he's done. So it doesn't. So if he doesn't do what I thought he should do, I still give him thanks because I'm giving thanks to God. So, what is praise? Praise is not something God needs. I, I think, again, us, too, too, too many believers, I'm, I'm watching my words very carefully because a lot of times what a lot of believers do is they turn things like this into formulas. They think that they praise a certain way or praise enough or praise, you know, over this or that or anything. Else, you know, and it just turns into a formula because then they're trying to get God to do something and if God acts in this way. And so it, it becomes, you know, it's, it's really, oh, man, I, I don't want to get off on that. But enough to just say simply to you, God does not need our praises. I don't know what you might have been taught. I don't know what you might understand. But God doesn't need our praises for God is complete in himself. He does not need us to do anything. Hello? God is not lonely. Some people think that God created us because he was lonely. He needed somebody to talk to, so he created us for somebody to talk to. Mm-mm. That just tells me God hasn't listened to some people, that's all. We, we don't praise to impress God so that he can reward us with some kind of special blessing. Nor is it, a, again, a formula that if you praise for long enough, he's, he's going to do something for you. Say it again. It's us. Say that with me. It's us. Say it again. It's us. We need to praise God. We're the ones that need to give thanks to God. Look, as we praise God, it does something to us. Hello? I hope I'm not talking to a bunch of people that don't know how to praise. I've seen some of you before. Now, I've, I've watched some of you just stand there. No, none of my... It, I'm just trying to say, it does something for you. It puts me in a position 
I mean, it's a declaration. I believe everybody should have some kind of earphones or earbuds or at least some speakers at home that will cover up you singing sometimes. But, but, but it needs to be, and look, I'm, well, okay. I, w- I want to take off because I really, I'm, I feel like I got my dancing shoes on this morning, but I'm a creature, okay? But when God made me, he did not make me self-sufficient. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to give you everything you need, and, and, and then I'll just see you on the other side. Sound good? No. He made us wonderfully weak and helpless. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you are weak and you are helpless. And everybody said, well, that's the same thing. I'll say it again. He made us weak, wonderfully weak, wonderfully helpless. And we need to have a relationship to God that is dependent. We need to know him as the fullness of love. When we praise him, you know what it does? It brings us into alignment. It brings us in, when we praise him, it brings us into alignment with him. We we fit together like cogs in a wheel kind of thing. It's, it's, It's what we should be doing. I mean, this is, this is life now. This, this is being. It's being alive. This, that, that we are thankful to him who is our all and in all. Hello? A, a human being that's self-sufficient and alone is not really human. A human being is one who is joined without any separation. And that glue from our side is giving thanks to God. Realizing I'm receiving, I'm receiving, I'm receiving. I'll say this, get in trouble, but it won't be the first time. Maybe that's why a lot of people don't understand it. They don't get that we're creatures, right? And that we are created to give thanks to God. Because we are created to be weakless, weakless, weak and helpless without him. Psalm 92. It says, it is a good thing to give praise to God for his thankfulness. The the word good there. The word good there, and and we could spend a long time on this, but the word, it's a very dense word. Okay, it, it, so so it has many facets to it, many different flavors to describe it. So God used this word even at creation. Remember, He said it is good, and then it is very good, and it summed up His entire creation. So, uh, for example, with Moses, remember what Moses said: "Show me your glory." And the response from God was, I will cause my goodness to pass before you. 
And how about the statement, this one? We all know it. Taste and see that the Lord is... People think taste and see that God's sovereign, that God's powerful. No, the scripture just says he is good. Uh, Again, the the word good is dense. It's very dense. So, again, there's many facets, many meanings, because it, it says to give thanks to God is a good thing. The word good, it means beautiful well-pleasing, means it's right, it's fitting. You know what I mean? It's fitting. That fits you well. It's like the wife when she comes to the husband and says, does this dress look good on me? And every husband here has had to lie at one point in their life. But anyways, it's saying that, that when I am in a state of praise to God, it is fitting. When you praise God, you look good. You sour thing, you. I mean, I mean, after another meaning is 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 pleasance. It's even used to describe fruitfulness. It means wealthy. It means abundant, like like seeds from a tree. You know all those seeds. You know you only need a couple seeds in order to reproduce. But not God. He always does things plenty too much. Like all those seeds that that come down from a tree. It means healthy. It means happiness. It means festive. And there's a whole bunch of more, too, that I'm not going to... It means it's going to change you physically. It's going to change your mind. You're going to become healthy in mind, body, because that is what you were created to do when you praise Him. My grandson was on the Amazon Music yesterday. And he's playing the old Russ Taft song. Remember that one? When you praise him. When you praise, praise him. <laughs> Getting too good here. Something. Those, those chains, those things, they, they, they break. They fall down beside you. And, 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 and you're doing what you were created. It fits. It is good for us to give thanks to God. And when we give thanks to God for his goodness, we are a people who dwell in goodness. Taste and see its radiant goodness. When you're praising him, and we're, you're radiating something. You're beaming with something. There's, a, there, there, there's an attitude, an aspect, there's a joy, there's a pleasure around you. Taste and see that the Lord is beautiful. Taste and see that the Lord is fitting. Taste and see. Mm, taste and see. You realize Jesus was always giving thanks, right? Remember the, the 15,000 that he had sent on the hillside? It says 5,000 men, each and every one of them a, a wife or a kid or two, you got about 15,000 there. And, and, and he wants them to be fed. And, and do you remember what happens? Kid comes along, gives his lunch, five little loaves of bread and two little fishies. Maybe if you stretched it, you could have had five tacos. I don't know. 
But notice what Jesus did when he had him sit down. He didn't pray. I mean, you're standing there and you got 15,000 people around you and you got this in your hands. And, and I, I can understand the prayer that would be going, Oh, God, we got a need here. We need you to do something. We need you to moan. We need you. No. What did he do? It says he gave thanks. He gave thanks to the Father, turned to the disciples and said, here it is. When Jesus ascends to the Father, and he's there, remember, he's one of us. One through whom we are ever in fellowship with Father by. Which means he is now the voice of our praise. Our praise right now is birthed by the ascended Christ. First Thessalonians, take a look at it. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. I, 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 want, you, I want you to grab this. It's the heart of of our existence. It's part of being a new creation because your eyes are open. You see that you are in Him. He is in you. And everything in, in life comes under that. It, it makes me a whole person when I worship, when I pray. We, we don't give thanks for the things. We give thanks to God who is our life who is wholeness, and it totally changes our mentality. It's, it's, it's a new message to every cell of your body. It really is. I was standing in the office the other day, getting ready to, to leave, and as I'm talking to the ladies there in, in, in the office area, I'm, I'm snapping my coat, and they start laughing at me. Because I had this up here snapped to this down here. And so by the time I got done, I just looked goofy. Well, you know, when you take your shirt and you, you, you start, but it, it, it's all out of whack. And, and, and listen, to give praise to God, to give thanks, you are confessing and realizing the immediacy of God. Hmm. He is and always is. What's happening is I'm giving him, I'm, I'm giving thanks that he is all he ever was and all that he'll ever be. And he, in this moment, is just that. Really, friend, our thankfulness is in proportion to our knowing and seeing God in this present moment. I hope you get that. I mean, remember Jacob ran from home, did a little bed with his head on a rock, had a dream, right? Saw the angels going up, then descending. And when he woke up, do you remember what he said? God was in this place, and I didn't. How many believers are just like that? 
That's, that's, that's how way too many believers are. I mean, they can tell you what God did after he's done it, but there is no praise in their mouth while he's doing it. Thankfulness is responding to that goodness and delighting in that. Giving thanks is deliberate. It's intentional. It's choosing to be present with him. doesn't matter what else I'm doing. Listen, giving thanks collapses every word and every opinion of the darkness. I really want you to think about this. And now that it would be a formula or, or some, some trick that you could use in order to get the enemy to stop, you need to realize that your life is a life of praise and worship that it affects every cell. It changes your mind. It changes your body. Everything about you is different. You radiate that, 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 that what happens. And so as a result, that thanks, that worship collapses every word, every opinion of the evil one. Because, hey, honestly, what we're doing is we're ignoring him, the enemy, and giving thanks to God. And that collapses the whole of the darkness, shuts it down. You realize that thankfulness overcomes fear. You cannot give thanks to God and be afraid at the same time. Because you're thanking him that he's above everything of which you're afraid. It also cuts off complaining at the root. Giving thanks takes your eye off of all that troubles you because you're not looking at them. You're looking above them to the God who is in you, with you, and beside you. You realize that thankfulness kills envy. If I'm giving thanks to God, then I'm not looking at what you have. I just want to walk out there for a minute. <coughs> Your speech. Say that with me. Your speech. How many realize the word says life and death are in the power of the your speech. Back at the beginning. The words you use because that's where you live. Those words of fear, those words of envy, those words of strife, those words of hopelessness, that, that, that comes out of where you live. You know those words. It's all about. I mean, it's just like saying snow. Do you realize that one word from your mouth can change a person's life. The words that you say in terms of thankfulness are words that pierce and shatter the darkness. Don't try it and, and you know, don't, you're not going to walk into a situation and try to make it happen. Okay, this is what Pastor Tim and the boys, I'm going to do this. You know, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. No, 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 no. Don't, don't. 
Don't take it because of us. Let him teach you in his grace. Let him teach you in your worship. Because honestly, friends, what praise and worship comes from is peace. They receive. It's like revelation. There arises the worship and the praise. What we do is we see it and we begin to worship. And, and it's confessing in this moment and seeing that which is not visible. But we're confessing them as though they are. Seeing, as I said, a revelation. Look at something. I mean, and see it. Worship and pray. Look at this, this, this last portion of Scripture in chapter 21. I mean, that's not the last Scripture, but we'll look at both of them together. Romans 21. Take a uh, Romans one twenty one. It says, "Because although they knew God, they you realize what this is. This is dealing with the fall of man. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts." Although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. Although they knew God, although they knew God, nor gave thanks to him. <laughs> Can I say this? The mark of the fall. We're getting a description right here in Romans 1. The fall. What was it? What was it? Man stopped giving thanks to God. The result of that was on their mind. The result of that was in their thoughts. It became futile, which means, you know what futile means? It means aimlessly. Going around in circle on circle. Going, going nowhere is what it is. Your heart being darkened. Second Timothy chapter 3. There, take, a, take a look at this. It, it, it says, it says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. That doesn't mean last day prophecy that Paul's talking about. He's talking about that in these last days, there are going to be things that just implode. They're going to fall apart. They're going to just simply collapse around each other. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. Un unthankful, un un ungrateful. What is it? See, the mark of a society or even a church that is on the verge of collapsing, one of the marks is they don't give thanks. And such people are called unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Hmm. 
You might think it would be addicts or accidents. No. It's the unthankful. They have denied the power of God. Sin takes giving thanks out of your mouth. Hello. Ephesians 5 reveals the Spirit is the key to praise, to be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns, and in everything, give thanks. The Holy Spirit is the enlightener. The Holy Spirit. Hear me. As I finish this out this morning. If you do not define your day with thankfulness at the beginning, then the day will be defined by default. If you do not define your day with thankfulness at the beginning, then the day will be defined by... De Look, anything can happen today. And we will name the day by the happening. And at the end of the day, we'll say it was a bad day because it was bad because of what that happening was. Because I, I didn't name that day at the beginning with thankfulness and praise. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? We'll define the day instead by our complaints uh, name it by anxiety, all these other problems, so forth and so on. Friend, what we'll do is we'll name it after the fact because we didn't name it before the fact. Period. You remember in the book of Ruth, mother by the name of Naomi? Remember she had two boys? The one's name was Malon, the other was Chilion. Any idea what those two names mean? Malon means weak. Chilion means sickly. <laughs> that were her boys' names? She didn't name him before. She named him after. And the problem with us today, as believers, we don't name something until after. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice. Glad. Giving thanks. Thanksgiving. What I'm saying is name your day. Don't settle for default. Don't go settling for what the enemy can bring in his darkness and deceit and everything else along the way. Don't allow yourself to become subject to what the enemy wants to twist and turn upside and make you miserable and try to make sure you know that you got to do it on your own, in your own ability, in your strength to be the, the, the you you're supposed to be. Garbage. You were created to be weak. 
you were created to be dependent. And you were created to be joined to him. And out of that, give praise. Man, there's so many songs going through my head right now. I, I've got I'm just got to be careful. But I want to declare to you today, you know that junk hanging around? You know that, that, that lousy, good-for-nothing attitude you carry around? You, you, know, you know what kind of a... Do you realize that people avoid you? They don't like to hear what you have to say. Your words are detrimental. They're, 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 they're horrible. Do, 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 do you... I'm moving. Sorry, Lord Jones. But do you realize that the enemy wants to keep you where you're acknowledging God? But denying the power therein? Do you realize that thankfulness is not in your vocabulary? That worship and praise is not in your life. You're lucky to give thanks at dinner time. Well, man, they do that on Blue Bloods. Who, you know, you can't. I'm saying to you here this morning, friend, Praise and worship, not a formula. It's what we were created to do. And when we walk in what we were created to do, mind, body, healing, all this begins to take place. We rewrite our past. We rewrite our futures. There is everything that begins to take place as a result of praise and worship. Darkness is splintered by the light. There's a glory that takes place. You yourself become radiant because you're naming your day with worship and praise. Does anybody get what I'm talking about this morning? Would you stand with me? Father, thank you for your word this morning and for speaking into our lives, reminding us of who we are. But I know that what's being shared is really only scratching the surface because your heart is to grow us in our praise and our worship. It's not something we'll learn from this or that or anything else as much as we will learn it in your presence. That we will learn it by you teaching our hearts. Holy Spirit, I pray that there is a reality that, that, that what praise produces. We don't praise you because something we're wanting you to do or praise you because you've done something. We praise you for who you are. And for a lot of people, Lord, let's be real. They need to know who you are. They don't know who you are. They know of you as, okay, God, whatever that means. You created me. You sent his son for me. I believe on him. They don't know you. Father, they don't know. But it's not because you're not wanting 
to reveal to them in just the simplest of worship prayers brings a revelation by the Holy Spirit and we see. And when we see, we praise. So I pray over this house, open the eyes of our understanding. Give us revelation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Fill us with the knowledge of your glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, struggle to have one. There's not anything you have to do to earn one. You simply receive who he is and what he's done and say thank you. That's it. You don't join a church. You don't behave a certain way. You don't stop this and start that. You don't get all wound up in a bunch of bondage, okay? What you do is you begin to receive. If you use your head to work out your salvation, you have got yourself a problem. And I'm here as a living example to say it doesn't receive him and simply just say thank you. God has a way of changing us from the inside and that affects the outside. It's when praise and worship changes people. I think we're kind of early today. Sound down, please. Over every heart and every mind, because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus.
Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. This is what we're doing, it's called worship. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Holy, 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 holy. Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus, your name is power, your name is worship. It's called declarations. It's called praise. It's called giving glory to God. It's defining your day. I'm not going to define my... I want you, I want you to grab this, this, this portion of scripture here, wherever I put it. There it is. Where, where it says here in Timothy, now... No, it's, it's Romans. I'm sorry. Let, let me get back to Romans. Because, because of what it says. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile, aimless in their thoughts. And foolishness, and, and their foolish hearts were, were darkened. 
their foolish hearts were darkened. And Pastor, I understand what you're saying. Praise, worship, I, I understand what you're saying. But that's just not me. That's just not me. No. Aren't you a little tired of making excuses? I mean, I'm just going to confront you right to your face and say, spit. It's a deliberate choice to worship and to praise him. It is intentional. Don't give me that studious. I get tired. I mean, do you know how many places that are out there? There is no worship. It's a formality, and it's empty, and it's void. And you don't find anything but a collapsingism that is taking place throughout there. Friend, you take praise and worship out of your home. You, you take praise and worship out of your car. What do you mean by... Try replacing praise and worship instead of listening to... whatever you're listening to. I don't want to get in any more trouble. But don't tell me that's just not me. When I know that worship is a choice. I'm not asking you to dance around all over the place. I'm asking you to let this thinking hand if you need to do so in your bedroom with some worship music and worship him. Why? Because I know that he'll teach you. That you'll see what you've not seen before. The only reason you're stuck with where you're stuck is because you keep continuing in that darkness that he showed us takes place in the aimlessness of our heart, continuing to go in the circles that we go in, and we keep blaming man for our problems and this thing for other, and we become to define ourselves on our day. We name our day, I'm a victim. No, you're not. No, no, no. You're a creature of the living God. Clap your hands, all you people, shout unto God with a voice of praise. Clap your hands, all you people, shout unto God with a voice of praise. Hosanna, Hosanna, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Praise Him, praise Him. Shout unto God with a voice of praise. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to take it any further, but I'm going to tell you straight up. May this place be filled with a worship for who he is, not because of what I got. Oh, I 
I got such a blessing this week. God was so good. I just want to give him thanks and praise. No, don't do that. Praise him for who he is. Tell me who he is. Taste and see that the Lord is I'm tired of seeing the enemy win and tearing down and provoking and well I tried that pastor yeah I can see you tried it in your own strength in your own mentality because you're as bitter and negative today as you were the day you tried it well if I do this then I'll, I'll, I'll be no our focus is on him praise and worship cuts 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 envy and strife right at the roots let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Can somebody say amen? The problem is I want to keep talking. And the problem is you don't want to stand anymore. And I get that. But they're going to sing this chorus again. I'm not going to have the formal benediction. I'm just praying that these words this morning that the Holy Spirit takes them and changes our lives with them. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His Your name is power. God bless you. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Thank every struggle. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a
worship Him. Just, just where you're at, worship Him. Just get with Him. Declare Him. I worship You, Lord. You're my Creator. You're my helper in a time of need. You're with me all the time. You're in me. You saved me. I worship you. I give you thanks for who you are. I glorify your name. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. You have been everything I've needed you to be without even asking. You are high and you are lifted up. You are King of Kings. Lord of Lords. Overall. You're incredible, wonderful, magnificent. I trust you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy hand and thy touch. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every cell. Mm. Glorify thy name, Lord. I worship you. I praise you. I magnify you. I give you honor. I give you glory. Can you say amen to that? Don't let the enemy rob you, man. Take what God's given you this morning and use it. Name your day. Lord, bless them, keep them, strengthen them, cause your face to shine upon them. Enrich them, teach them, guide them, and direct them. Lord, honor them. Bless them in their coming ins and their going outs. 
in all that your hand finds for them to do. In Jesus' name. Let the name of the Lord be praised. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And all God's people said, Amen, amen and Amen. These altars are still open. You want to continue to worship? We invite you to do so. But before you leave, love on one another. But these altars, again, are, are open. Go ahead and raise that music up. Don't, don't wait on me. Shut me up. <laughs> there we go. I was I was running out of time. Sin separated. The no. breach was Mute us, please. But from the far side of the chasm, you held me in your side. So you made a way across the great divide. Left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside. And there at the cross, you paid the debt I owe. Broke my chains, freed my soul for the first.